Let me ask you something. What's the most you ever lost in a coin toss? Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. Just call it friendo. What's in the satchel? It's a bowl of money. He's just a guy who happened to find that money. I got a bad feeling, Llewellyn. It's a mess, ain't it, Sheriff? If it ain't, it'll do till the mess gets here. The crime you see now, it's hard to even take its measure. It's just all out war. You can't stop what's coming. This guy's supposed to be the ultimate badass. You don't understand. Welcome to Fan Critical. We are back today with another commissioned podcast. Mm. Woo! That voice that you hear over there is John. Yeah, I mean, my voice was the the hum rather mm. than the woo. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Emma. I'll be hosting this today. Uh, so we are doing a commissioned podcast uh, from one of our elite blueberries, yep. Beth Panico. And she has asked us to watch and review uh, what I've written down as Nookfom. <laughs> Okay. Or, yeah. as it might be more well known, No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah, that's good, that. Yeah. I'll have to watch that, do I? Yeah, can you... Have you not already? Ah, I'll just wing it. It's Fucking fine. hell. Again, yeah. useless. No preparation. It's good. Really good, it was. Really good and great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, IMDb describes this film as uh, violence and mayhem ensue after a hunter stumbles upon a drug deal gone wrong mm. and more than $2 million in cash near the Rio Grande. Yeah. Or the Rio Grande. Yeah, Grande, I think, is probably... Rio Grande. Yeah, like Starbucks. Yep. I think I've got a Culture Club song in my head now. Culture Club? Fucking yeah. Jesus. I've not to heard them in a while. Fucking hell. I have. It's the only radio station I listen to. It's Magic Radio. <laughs> it's basically built for, like, 50-year-old housewives. Yeah. Um, like me. Yeah. So... <laughs> right. Nothing wrong with them. I actually... So, Coen Brothers film, right? And um, mm. 2007... I don't know. I'm, I'm trusting you to that's get that what, correct. That's what it says in my notes, 2007. All right, well, there yeah. you go. Trust the notes. Um, it's got a great cast. Yeah. And uh, an interesting plot. We're not going to talk about the plot. So what we're going to do is we're, <laughs> we're just going to have a chat. We'll touch on the plot a little bit, surely. Just touch it a little bit, but nothing inappropriate. <laughs> or too in-depth. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, what's nice about this podcast is John and I are in the same room together. Hmm. Yeah. A, a metre Why apart. are you saying that after the touching stuff? Well, it's not irrelevant. It's not relevant to the touching. No, you just said it's not... Re- what? It's not What's relevant to here? the touching. Yeah, We're a, a metre apart, obviously, social distancing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Get off me. Oh, um, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's cat good. touching you up under the right, table. Can we just get on with this, please? Um, uh, so, which is exciting, because we haven't done a podcast together in the same room for like six months. Yeah, and we could, I mean, probably not 
class this as a podcast at this point. It's just, no. just rambling. Rambling, Which rambling. Uh, and even more exciting, we've got beers. Mm, yeah. Uh, do we shout them out? Yeah, go on then. Uh, so, Four Pure Brewing Company, Easy Peeler. And easy I... choice for an easy listen. And I am drinking a Saveta Mediterranea uh, Estrella Dam. Yeah. I like a bit of Estrella. It's a big brewery though, isn't it? I'm not a fan of that. Prefer, yeah, I know. Prefer to support the small, you like small the guys, the four pure guys. So good on yous. A uh, li- little bit more indie, which is circling back, maybe what we might describe the Cohen Brothers style as. Ooh. Uh, uh, uh. Hello. Uh, so after all that rambling, we're going to go through uh, our kind of overview of the film. Mm. When we first watched it, what we think, our blueberries, of course. I want to talk a bit about the cast because they're really cool um, and our favourite bits of the film. Yep. But before that, I'm just going to have a very quick moment to tell you a bit about the other stuff that we're doing here at Fan Critical. All right, let's go ahead and record this ad. But we don't have much time, so let's be sure to hit all the high points. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we need to talk about how our celebrity impersonations are on point. Kind of thank you for introducing me to the pod. Deborah, I haven't been getting enough sleep. There were magnets. It's hard, but tangerine. That's good. And how we're so understanding of each other. You know, always willing to listen and learn from each other. This is my least favorite movie I have ever watched. Hmm. Oh, I swear if you buy this poster. I buy the poster. I really do. And I think people come for the movie discussion, but they really stay for the hard hitting and important conversations. Do we call <laughs> shoes butt bottoms now? Well, if the butt cheek goes all the way down, does it go all the way up too? Yeah, it just wraps around. Okay. Sounds like we've got our ad. Let's go ahead and record. I kind of think we just did. We're two chunks and a hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. New episodes every Monday and Tuesday. Available wherever you get your podcasts. You may have been listening to some of our lockdown content, such as How the F*** Have You Not Seen That? Where we delve into our closets of shame to tell you about the films that we've pretended to see for years, mm. but we actually never have. Yeah. For example, I recently admitted to never having watched Gladiator. <laughs> Mad that. You loved Shameful. it though, didn't you? You bloody loved yeah, it. Yeah, bloody loved it. It yeah. was bloody great. So good. Uh, John, never seen any Studio Ghibli. Yeah, I mean, but again. Like, Neither have I. Well, well you should do, because bloody hell, Spirited Away, which uh, I only just saw like four months ago. I fucking loved it. It was yeah. so good. It's so weird. Uh, honestly, I don't know what half the things are, but I'm like, no, do you know, I want to see more of that weird stuff. Yeah, more of that weird shit. Yeah, the wasn't big hippo thing with like in pants, in little pants. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I knew that was your freak thing. thing. It was good. Uh, Five bloobs again. So. <laughs> you did, yeah. yeah. It's just unusual for you. Mm. Five bloobs. We've also been doing loads of commissioned podcasts, which has been awesome. So our <clears> lovely, <throat> lovely Patreons uh, have been basically paying us money and going to talk about this. Yeah. Which so, is excellent because content has been a bit bit slow lately, <laughs> COVID and that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we can't do a podcast on that. No. You know. So uh, the lads in Australia have done Midsummer. Yep. Uh, Lucy and I recently did Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously this is a commissioned podcast for No Country for Old Ben. Yeah, we did, um, what was uh, the zombie one? World War World Z. World War Z, that was yeah, great. We did World War Z. Uh, and the other, the little boys, the other little boys, uh, they did Clockwork Orange as well. So yes, they did. You know, varied, varied uh, content. Yeah, classics. Yeah. Um, but most importantly, right now is that there is a new TV show coming out, and it's called Lovecraft Country. Ooh. On HBO. Mm. So we have launched a new baby podcast, as we tend to do for all the new things that we cover. Yeah. Called 
and this is a mouthful, mm. Lovecraft Country Critical. Yeah. So we will be covering the series. We've done two preview podcasts. We're mm. really excited about uh, this adaptation of the Matt Ruff novel, and we'll be covering every episode each week yeah. as they come out as quickly as possible to get that content to you. So you're, if, you're our expert on that. You're our hosts, aren't you? I am. Mm. I am the host. Um, mm. I, I, in preparation, read the entire works of H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> That's I, madness. I've been on furlough for four months, so, yeah. you know, it's been a hard time. Um, but really interesting, <laughs> and actually the novel itself is fantastic, so we'll be starting that uh, whenever this comes out, from mm. 16th of August. Yeah. Uh, and we're really excited to do that. So if that is your kind of thing, please go and look up Lovecraft Country Critical mm. on your favourite podcast platform. Subscribe, listen up to our intro preview podcast and um, give us a review yeah review it look if you love, love it then that's good if you hate it and you want to slag us off then do that as well maybe wait till we've done a couple of episodes because really it's just a preview so yeah. you can't hate that well... if you do though tell us <laughs> see any review is a good review yeah well, you know not necessarily in a way but uh, but that's enough of that. So uh, keep up with what we're doing on our social media. We are at Fan Critical Pod on Twitter, Fan underscore Critical on Instagram, and just Fan Critical on Facebook. You can also send us an email, fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. But for now, let's get back to No Country for Old Men. Right, John. Emma. Tell me. Yep. Your overview and thoughts about the film No Country for Old Men. When did you see it? What did you think? How yeah. did you find the rewatch? Um, okay, so this is, and I imagine a lot of people listening to this probably love this film, um, which is fine. Um, you know, the Coen brothers, oh yeah, they're brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, they're not pretentious at all. They are a little bit, aren't they? They're a little bit pretentious. Um I first saw this when it came out, um, and I remember thinking this was a nothing film, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, it was 2007. So 2007 was... I, <laughs> I'm a year out of university. Um, I had a couple of shit jobs, and I was fairly miserable in 2007. So the last thing I needed was a film like this, which is fairly depressing. You know, yeah, is, not a it? great time to watch a film yeah. like this, mate. So, up until the rewatch, which was about a week ago, I'd only ever seen this once. Um, so, comes along, I watch it again, and I'm like, eh, do you know what? It's, uh, for me, it's it's a good film mm. that has, like, amazing moments. There's, the, there's the, like, I, I, could, I could never turn around and go, you know, now I'm a little bit older. You know, I'm closer to the, to the Tommy Lee Jones age now. I'm not. I mean, that's pushing it a bit, mate. years old, but I'm just saying back then I was young and a moron, whereas now I'm old and wise you were and a moron. <laughs> so, um, Baby moron. I watch it now and I'm like, yeah, I can sort of appreciate it. And you look at the world that we live in now, and uh, yep, drug deals, <clears throat> million dollars. Uh, but look, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sit there watching, watching. TV at the moment, it's just YouTube videos that are Dancing baby century, to be honest. Yeah, Forella. Um, but kids. I'll just hear these kids just going up and down on mopeds so loud at all hours. And I'm, I'm just looking outside, I think that's so dangerous. What's, what's wrong with these kids? <laughs> and it's such a depressing world that we live in now where everything <laughs> seems overly dangerous. Yeah. And I relate. 
you know, and, and that's Tommy Lee Jones's character in this, where it's like, you know, he ends up retiring from life, really. And that is, I mean, that's like someone's <laughs> killed themselves. He, he doesn't kill himself, but he certainly kills his career because he's just like, yeah. I can't be doing with it anymore. This is this is not my world. This is not a country for an old man. Oh, so look what you did there. Yeah. So I, look, I, I I enjoyed it. I would, if I had to score it uh, with the famous patented blueberry system we should pay um that. we should and in a way we have um i'll explain it for any new listeners Thanks, i don't know if we'd have new listeners but zero to five no halves can never have half a blueberry i would give this four blueberries i don't i i, I don't think it's most people lord this is a masterpiece it won you know the oscar for best picture that year as well um which isn't saying a lot to be honest but um in a year that uh, there will be blood, I think was the same year. I, I'm speechless that this is a better film than that. Yeah, no, no. no way, man. But mm. uh, yeah, look, it's a good film. I like it. Um, so that's that's my score, four bloobs. But obviously, passing over to you, where this was your first experience, correct? Yeah. So it turns out I've never seen this film before. So thank you, Beth, <laughs> again for getting us to cover a film I've never watched. You're mm. broadening my horizons. Mm. Um. I'm really hit and miss with Coen Brothers. <clears throat> mm. So, what's your favourite Coen Brothers movie? Burn After Reading. Okay, I love that film. Yeah, I, absolutely I mean, I love sort of, that film. I've only seen it in bits and pieces, and I was a bit like, eh, I don't know what's going on here. Can't um, be asked with this. Yeah, but I'm just—I don't know what it is, and <clears throat> and I think you know we had a conversation about other films that are kind of trying to be Coen Brother esque. <laughs> Um, and I don't know if we had that discussion. I think you just named a different film. I think you just said, "Oh yeah, Men That Stare at Goats." I thought this was the I same was film. Having this conversation with Gaz, <laughs> don't fucking call me out, you hack. No, I am calling you out because you thought that was a Coen Brothers movie. No, I thought this film was the Men Who Stare at Goats. <laughs> That's worse in a yeah, way. Yeah, no. I'm trying um, to save you, but there. I, I don't know if I like the Coen Brothers. Um. <laughs> And I, I just I find that they are a little bit try hard, and that there's there's a sort of they're trying for a tone that is kind of above, you know, it's, it's higher and mightier than a blockbuster kind mm. of thing. It's different. It's a bit obscure. Yeah. Um. Like I recently watched the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Mm. I haven't seen it. I actually I quite enjoyed it. Mm. It was um, it was weird, but I quite enjoyed it. Um. And I just I think. Like you said, there are parts of this film that are fantastic. Yeah. But in general, I felt it dragged a bit. (laughs) And for the first 45 minutes, I didn't really know what was going on. Mm. Which sometimes can be a really good thing in a film because it keeps you on edge. I actually was just a bit confused. Um, But I did enjoy it to an extent. And I think... That a lot of that comes from the casting and the characters. Like the, I didn't really care about the storyline, but I was interested. Oh, I mean, there wasn't much of one. It's like, well, yeah, but the characters. I was really invested in like the characters. And I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen Josh Brolin in a lot of stuff. I thought he was excellent, mm. absolutely excellent. Mm. Um, so slightly controversially, it's not a bad score. All right, going to give this three blueberries. Mm. Yeah, look, I could see that. I it's, could see that. There were great things about it. It just wasn't... It it wasn't something that I think will resonate with me. Mm. 
Yeah, but that, you know? again, like that's how I felt when I watched it. You know, way back when. Yeah. Just felt like <clears throat> a bit of a nothing film, um, and how annoyed I was, uh, you know, thirteen years ago, versus when I watched it a week mm. ago. When it just ends, I felt the same sort of. Uh, I mean, give me something more than that. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, I don't want to overanalyze any films, but it's kind of like. What is what is that at the end? Can, can I just talk about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. So this... Uh, the Anton uh, character played by Javier Bardem, he wins an Oscar. Um, when at the end, he gets, <clears> in a, he gets hit in a by a car. a car crash. And it's like, he okay, his bone's hanging out of his arm. Uh, and he gets the kid's shirt and he walks off. Well, and that's obviously a callback <clears throat> to when Josh Brolin buys a kid's shirt, isn't it? No, I, I okay, I get that. I mean, I, what, is that the thing that they're saying that... No, he's know, just he's, mental. It's just like, I, I want more than that. I want a little bit more. He just wanders down a street, a nice-looking street, and it's just the end. It's like, well, mm. is it, though? I almost feel like he's not even a real character. Like, he's some sort of, like... Well, he's a pastiche Bond villain, isn't he, really? Oh, and then he goes on Javier Bardem to actually well, yeah. play a Bond villain. Um, oh yeah, of course. So very good. I don't know. Is is he like? Because he is a bit invincible. Uh, uh, look, all right. I mean, he gets involved in a car crash, but I mean, the other guy looked dead. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Whereas he just wanders off down the street. Um, is he like? Is there something that he's like the Grim Reaper or something? Uh, obviously, there's there's a lot of themes in this film about fate. And like you know, you you're with Josh Brolin all this time, mm. and it's kind of like, oh yeah, oh right, he was dead. He's dead. He's fucking dead. And it's like you don't even see it. She's dead. I don't think it's that deep. Mm. I think my my favourite <clears throat> character is Anton Sugar. Mm. Sugar. Um, Javier Bardem is is fantastic. I think he's brilliant, and I think his character is just batshit fucking mental killer. And I love that. I don't think it's any more complex than that in my eyes. Mm. I think he's just mad and he's scary. And he's... Is he mad, though, do you think? In a sort of sociopathic way. Mm. And he's just cold. And I just think it's brilliant. And and that, in contrast with Josh Brolin's character, I think is really interesting because Josh Brolin plays, like, something with a bit more heart. He's a bit more human, mm. whereas Anton Sugar. <laughs> and yeah. I just want to call him Sugar. Yeah. Hey, Sugar. Uh, it's, it's Sugar. Um, we'll call him Sugar. It's fine. He's like the total polar opposite, and mm. I think that works really well. I, I just there is something about Javier Bardem that really lends itself to that type of character. Mm. And um, I was, I think, I was more invested in him. <laughs> than I was in anyone else, which is slightly fucked up, really, let's be honest. <clears throat> you wanted him to win, basically. No, I just wanted to know what he was going to do next. Because mm. even though it was sort of predictable, you also never really quite knew. Mm. Like, one of uh, one of the... And I'm kind of jumping around, <clears throat> in, but, you know, this is a conversation. Like One of my favourite scenes is when he kills Woody Harrelson. Because <laughs> I didn't think he was going to do it. Mm. I thought he was going to let him go, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, and just shoots him in the head. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of just like, no, he's dead now. Like, there's no... Everyone is dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So, 
just staying on Anton. Mm. Um, at the end, he's uh, he's got Josh Brolin's character's Lu- Llewellyn, yeah? Moss. Yep. Llewellyn Moss. Llewellyn Moss. Um, he's Mrs. Is it his wife or his girlfriend? Wife. It's his wife. Okay, Carla. Fine. Played by the fantastic Kelly, yeah, Kelly McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Fucking love Kelly McDonald. Yeah, train spotting and um, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, I haven't seen Boardwalk Empire. Well, there you go. Patreons. Just pay us some money, we'll do Boardwalk Empire. We won't, because it's a series. Pay us um, per episode. <laughs> um, so at the end, she's obviously, you know, she goes into the room and mm. she's got this fucking Grim Reaper sitting there in the corner. He's that little, is grim, isn't it? Little haircut. So it made me think of like fucking Ted Bundy or something, just hanging yeah. out in a room being a creep. Yeah, but you love Ted Bundy, fucking Who hell. doesn't love Ted Bundy? Most other people. It's just, you know, young women that like writing to people that are incarcerated. I've never written to anyone in prison yet. Emailed? Anyway, so um, <laughs> so right. she uh, she calls Anton out, doesn't she? She, she goes, mm. you know, oh, stop getting your shit little coins out, yeah, and doing the head-to-tails nonsense. I'm not going to call it. You call it. It could be a double-headed coin for all I know. Yeah, don't, you know, don't pretend that it's the coin making the decision. You're making the decision. Mm. Calls him out on it. Great thing. Yeah. Is she dead? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Well, I've got in there first, so... Um, Do you think she's dead? With the way in which people die in this film, probably. Mm. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter, does it? Or does it? Does it matter? No. But but that's what I mean. I don't don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think that you're invested enough in any of the characters in this film to really... For it to matter, and actually I think part of the charm of it is that it doesn't matter. Mm. Everyone's just fucking dead. No, but... (laughs) Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's just the way it is, Mm. you know? And I I think I would prefer it if she was dead, not because I want anyone (laughs) to die, but because it's kind of like I just want Anton to be like, nah, fuck this, and just shoot her with this weird little air gun. Fucking good weapon, though, isn't it? So clever. (laughs) <laughs> so clever so yeah. we haven't really talked much about Tommy Lee Jones who is just I love him he's so good mm. uh, when he appears at the beginning I was like dude you're awesome this yeah, is he's great. great he is great um, and he's telling um, Carla Llewellyn's wife this story about um, killing cattle with a rod yeah, yeah, that yeah. shoots in and out of their yeah. skull and it's that moment where you go dude that's the weapon he's using that's why there's no bullets mm, smart really clever mm. Um, and then for the rest of the movie, I was like, how does this thing work? Mm. This is genius. Mm. Is it a thing? I'm looking at you like you know. Yeah, I think it is a thing. Yeah, A so real that's thing. that's fact. Yeah, great. Um, and we, we will be giving that away uh, as part of our next Patreon competition. Yeah. Be mad, wouldn't it? Get arrested for sending <laughs> that to one of our listeners. Can you fucking imagine? Um, Brilliant. I, uh, I have a, a question to ask. So... All of Anton's little, and I know we're focusing on Anton a lot, and uh, I mean, I don't want to really, because there's more to the film than just him. He is the tour de force that wins the Oscar, but whatever. No, no. Um, so, goes to goes to a little shop, sees a little fella in there. <laughs> Why is he giving him so much shit? I thought it was amazing. I mean, that is an amazing that, scene. I'm and, and we'll now. get on to kind of best bits and or favourite bits. I'm closing uh, now. What time do you close? Now. Well, what time is it? Yeah. Now. Uh, I don't know. 
It's like he's giving him some kind of like snake, snake charming <laughs> paralysis of the brain or something. Like, well, he just gets he gets really fucked off where he's like, oh, where, where have you come from? So, like, well, you know, why do you want to know? Yeah, stop being so fucking nosy. Yeah. Oh, I fuck, I'm just making conversation. I just want gas and whatever it, whatever else it was I wanted to buy. Yeah, but it's it's terrifying, isn't it? It's a terrifying yeah. scene, and that's obviously. Like everyone he bumps into later on in the film where he bumps into the guy that's got fucking chickens in his, uh, his carriage. <laughs> and it's like, honestly, these people are so nice. Can you get these chickens out of the trailer? What? Why? What? And then he's cleaning because he's killed him. Oh, fuck's sake. It's just rough, in it? Yeah. But I'm like, I've never known any like maniac, sociopath in any film to bump into such nice people. It would and be like... Gonna- the beginning of Terminator Two, where he like he goes into the bar, and it's like he's walking around bollock naked, and everyone's like ha ha ha, and obviously the guy's like, he, he asks for his clothes, his boots, and his motorcycle, and he's like, you forgot to say please. Everyone in the bar, they're all bikers. Ah, ah, oh ah. yeah, bikers. They're all wankers, aren't they? They're not actually. No, they're not. My but, dad's um, a biker. Well, my father-in-law is. True um, that. But. In that, you're like, right, I hope this killing machine kills everyone in this bar because they've been very nasty, Tim, very nasty and naughty. Whereas everyone this fucking psycho bumps into is like the nicest people in the world. Just the sweetest, kindest, middle American most helpful people. people. Yeah. It's horrible, isn't it? So stop killing people. What's this? So when, when I watched this well, earlier this week, so I was texting you, obviously, John, mm. and for the benefit of the listeners, um, and... <laughs> You kept asking me how far through I was because I'd said something about how great the cast is. Right, when Woody Harrelson appears... Yeah, I was like, oh, there you go. You're not got up to him. Yet. I was absolutely delighted. Mm. He is just so good. Yeah. And he plays that kind of swaggery, bit of a douche, but also nice guy really, really well. Does yeah, he, do you I, know mean, what I mean, I mean he, he's born to wear, like, a cowboy hat. Like, oh, yeah. Just he just he's a cool guy. I love him. I love him. Like there are not many actors. I think he's massively underrated, to be honest. Hugely, because he can do everything. Like I mean, you watch him in like he's in so many comedies. He's fucking hilarious. You know, Kingpin and what's the zombie thing? What's the zombie one that he's in? I don't know. Yeah, you know. Of course, you know. Well, uh... anyway, if you're listening and you don't know, you Google it. Zombieland. Um, Zombieland. Yeah, fucking hilarious. I was like, what? Huh? And then you watch something like True Detective. Yeah. And it's like, he's on par with Matthew McConaughey, who is like unbelievable Easily. in True Detective. But even in uh, like in the Oscars, 2019 Oscars, three billboards. Is that 2019 yeah, or 2018? Yeah. 2018. 20, yeah. Fucking hell, what year is it? Mm. <laughs> um, like, knows? he's so versatile, but he's just such a solid actor and I was mm. really excited for him to appear and I thought the the thing about him is I suppose he kind of pulls everything together because he interacts with everyone mm. and I think that for me makes him such a cool character but he didn't appear until like halfway through the film well yeah cause like an hour it's in. like yeah I mean terrible <clears throat> fit in suit as well yeah <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. That is that is his biggest issue in this film is is his suit fitting. There's nothing wrong with that. Loose fitting, that's fine. Nineties. Jesus. You wanna open that can any louder? Cheers. Yeah. yeah, I when he appeared I was like, This is this is brilliant, right? Because mm. I didn't I hadn't really looked up anything because when I've not seen a film and especially if we're gonna pod on it, I kinda like to go in a bit blind. Yeah. Because I think <clears> that's the best way to get 
um, you know, a fresh perspective. Mm. And he appeared and I was like, oh, mate, it's Willie Harrison, brilliant. Hello, everybody. And then I wasn't really sure where it was going to go. So, of course, you get him um, dealing with Llewellyn. Yeah. Dealing with Llewellyn. Dealing, yeah. Dealing with Llewellyn. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's him and um, Anton mm. that is the best. Like, their weird chemistry. And it's almost like that kind of... Uh, cliche of the FBI agent and his one, mm. you know, the one that got away, the yeah. one he can never catch. Yeah. Um, did you think that Anton was going to kill him? Um, I can actually remember, even on a second watch, what had happened. So I was sitting there and I was like, no, I mean, I I, I assumed he was going to die because I just, I couldn't remember mm. much of Woody Harrelson in this film. This, uh, in the second watch, like I was like, I, I, I also was like, oh yeah, sweet, he's oh, in there this. He is. Um, yeah, so I, I expected him to die. Um, I couldn't quite remember who lived and who died. In in my mind, I sort of remembered <clears throat> Tommy Lee Jones killing <laughs> Anton. So when that, that didn't happen, didn't I was happen. like, what the fuck? Did what's it? going on here? What sort of fucking pirate <laughs> film did I watch? Um, <laughs> But uh, no yeah. country for old <laughs> cows. No country. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Um, yeah. So it was. Uh, it was a bit weird when it ended as it did. Um, That's hilarious. Mm. He definitely didn't do that. He retired and didn't know what to do with himself. Poor fuck. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But that will happen to the best of us. I don't know if I could retire. I mean, I wouldn't. Oh, know. I can't wait. I cannot wait to be like. Look, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Oh, it's a tough world, this Retiring at 36. <laughs> yeah, 35, all right? Um, Not quite long. Yeah, yeah. Good, that's good. Um, all right, well, what's your fucking, what's your favourite bit of the film? That's really hard, isn't it? I mean, it is, you've given it free bloob, so there can't yeah. be much that you liked. What I... I think what I really... Well, actually, let me ask a different question. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, we'll get on to best bits in a sec. I mean, you're hosting the podcast what, now. Um, that's just a question. <laughs> you know, it's just a conversation. This isn't a podcast. Just two people, you know, just you know, shoot, shooting the shit. That's the phrase, isn't it? Yeah. Um... <laughs> shooting the breeze. No, 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 no. Shooting the shit. So, oh. anyway, um, what is it about this film that turns it from a five or a four to a free bloob? Considering it won Oscar for Best Picture, my engagement with it. <laughs> Genuinely, like if I if I'm not that's engaged, that's on you though, isn't it? Well, it is, but also that's why I get to give it a blueberry school because it's what I think. <clears throat> and the Oscars aren't always right. Let's be honest. I know, but no, if you do. were like watching like Schindler's List and you're like, I'm not, I'm not Ten engaged bloops. with this, and gave it one blue, but the Mr. Bean movie, no, you're like, oh, it's fucking hilarious. I'm in such a good mood. Free bloobs. You're like, there's nothing wrong, Mr. Bean. <laughs> no, Leave him alone. No, I, I comparatively, I can explain it. So, so I think like what it is is that I think finish a sentence, Emma. <laughs> it's not engaging enough mm. continually. So there are parts in it where you're yeah. like, twenty minutes have gone past, yeah, and nothing's happened, and I'm a bit like, mm. yeah, no, I, I, and I, I think that so you get that, yeah. I think if if it was shorter. Again, 90 minutes, guys. What's your obsession with 90 minutes? I don't minutes? know. I don't know. It just annoys me when films too long. This isn't too long at all. Mm. Uh, but I but I think that there's a lot of kind of dead space in it. 
and I know, and I get that that is meant to be part of the tone for the mm. style of the film. That just doesn't work for me. <clears throat> that just isn't. Well, that's, that is Coen Brothers, isn't it? Yeah, and that's just. I think that's why I don't engage with them very well. You know, personally, um, <laughs> because that's just not Hello, my Emma. thing. <laughs> and why don't you like it? Yeah. Um, it's just not my thing, and I, I, and it's not that I need something to be fast paced and action packed. Mm. It's more that. I need to be intellectually stimulated and I didn't feel like I was. I kind of thought everyone was going to die. I was kind of interested in Anton. You give Armageddon five blues. I fucking love that film. (laughs) It's excellent. It's action packed. It's emotional. It's in space. So engaging. Soundtrack, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Ben Affleck. How can you you not give it five (laughs) blues? Okay, so um, I'm going to flip this back on you. What is yeah. what is your favourite scene? What's the best bit of this film for you? Um, I would say um, the hotel. I think the um, <clears throat> well, no, I mean like and and the the ensuing shootout, um, the drama. You know, you've got him sitting at the door. I mean, it also frustrates me as well because it's like, just throw the fucking beeper out the window or something. It's a tracker. Why? Just smash it to bits. I'm so confused. Or flush it down the toilet because that would be so confusing if you're trying to track that. But oh, what's going on here? He's moving. Yeah. Um, he's in the sewers. Yeah. He's with that lot with a rat and then the shells. Um, I would, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that is my favourite scene. Mm. Um, glad when he went down to the hotel lobby that the cat was still alright but for some reason his bowl had been knocked over okay um, how have you remember that yeah yeah which I've watched it recently man Canel I was engaged with that bit um, so I, I would say that's my favourite bit because the tension was high mm. you know the, he, Anton's obviously on the other side of the door he's sitting there on uh uh, Josh Brolin's character Moss he's on the bed he's looking at the door the lights go out you're like oh shit what's going mm. on here and then when that <clears throat> when the door lock hits him in the chest you're like oh fucking hell or like in the abdomen I was like Jesus yeah. that is brutal and then obviously he legs it out the window and then you've got the chase in the car guy gets shot it's fucking amazing I loved it and that, and that was like yeah I'm I'm liking this that was that was to me was very this is what I'm talking about when I say that Anton doesn't feel like a real character because a lot of that is there's just people dying on screen, there's shots coming in, mm. like, and he, he doesn't, he, at no point does he appear until the very end where he, he wanders into the street and uh, Llewellyn tries to take a shot at him. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Grim Repress, isn't it? And then he, he walks said, around yeah. the corner and he's gone and it's like, fucking hell, what is this guy? Who is this guy, man? Um, His death personified. Yeah, so it was... Uh, you could almost make a case that if they hadn't had the scene of um, Anton going into the, the chemist to get the stuff to Love sort that. his leg out, he fucking blows the car up. That oh, was okay. genius. Yeah. I was like, what is he doing? Is he going <clears> to <throat> like piss in the gas hole? Or like, what's happening? <laughs> I didn't understand. Or was he going to like clean his leg with the petrol or something? Which I don't, I don't think you could do. <laughs> I was really confused. And then when he set it on fire, I was like, oh, distraction. Why did he piss in the car? I don't know. I was really confused. Oh, he's going to piss in the car. That's what he's going to do. That's his plan. <laughs> King Air, what an insult. But it was that like weird furtive Oh, was that Llewellyn's car? He's like, pissing in the car as an insult. Rustling, like, rustling around by nonsense. the gas cap. Yeah. 
Um, it just looked weird, and I was like, I didn't really know what was going on. Clearly, I'm not an arsonist. But that scene, to me, is is very, like... It doesn't really belong to the rest of the film. It's, like, it's thrown in there mm. to be, like, almost... It's like they've shown the audience that he is just a normal person. <laughs> Obviously, he's a fucking well, it, sociopath. It's almost but... like they've revealed that he really is mortal. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of <clears throat> takes away the sheen of invincible villain. Yeah. You know, yeah, that doesn't normally happen to the end because without when they that, die. and then obviously you get the thing at the end. But without that, you're like, what is this guy? Is he like, is he Terminator? Yeah, is he a real thing? Like, what's going on here? Mm. Um, yeah, so that's that, a good that, choice. So that was my favourite part of the film. How about you? I, I mean, I agree. Where he's pissing in the car. <laughs> yeah, when he pisses in the car and then sets his wig on fire, that's brilliant. Um, so no, really on fire. Did you say? We. <laughs> 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 Um, I no, I mean, I I agree. I think they, those <clears throat> scenes are fantastic. I think the hotel shootout was brilliant. I I really liked the suitcase in the vent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, again, I, yeah. I think you know that's very like forties noir, mm. old motel kind of thing. And and that when he's trying to get it back from the other room, when he's choosing that room because it's behind it to get the you know with the um like tent <coughs> poles and all of that stuff. I just mm. thought it was really clever, and I yeah. was really engaged. And actually, I gave a shit if he managed to get, to pull it through. Yeah. Um. And I thought I thought that was really 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 clever. Um. And also, I, I just sitting there going, "Fuck it, just hook it on, hook it on." <laughs> I kept missing it, and I was like, "Come on!" Yeah, what sort of? I mean, fucking hell! You want to create a bit of drama? What fucking idiot are you? <laughs> That's it, Hurry first up. time. Oh, he's absolutely fine. What a terrible scene know. that was. But I like that kind of stuff. You know, it is it is of the era of the kind of shit that I really enjoy, mm. and um, so that for me was really good. I also <clears throat> really liked um, that final scene that we had with Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. when he sat down in the kitchen with his wife with and his like, wife yeah 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 I thought that was well it wasn't the sort of penultimate scene isn't it because then he goes and sees the old sheriff but um, I, I no, really... that's after that isn't it that's after goes to see his uncle oh yeah no you are right so yeah. I was right the first time yeah. uh, I, I really like that because it was the first bit of it but first bit of the film really where you got any kind of just normal humanity that wasn't you know were running away from crazy Anton well yeah I mean he's certainly someone that is turning around and just being honest about the situation do you uh, weird question when you watch a film do you like listen out for the title <laughs> so like quite often when you read a book for example yeah like when you you like, wait for it to be said and you go ah oh, there it is you know do, no. I, I, do you not no you can't no. read so it's different yeah it? that is true um, yeah. but so like, like you're reading a book called so i recently <clears throat> read a book called uh, the memory police uh, oh yeah, shortlisted for the International Booker Prize 2020. Right, so yep. shout them out. All right, we're only shouting out beer companies. All right, no yeah, books. like Estrella Dam. <laughs> um, and about three chapters in, they mention the Memory Police, and I was like, oh, brilliant! Now I know what like how it connects. I was just like, <laughs> wait- does that matter? I don't know. I, don't, I, I saw right, listeners. I don't think I'm the only person who does this. So please. Tell me that you do it too, so I don't feel like an idiot. No, but don't, why don't... are you sitting there waiting for it? Well, not, but you know, like I know, I'm, obviously, I in was... Lord of the Rings, where he's like, right, you lot will be known as the Fellowship of the Ring, and it's like, oh, why has he said that? Don't say that. Um, but I was just kind of waiting for. Let's someone... go over to those two towers. Oh, oh, it is the Return of the King. Oh, it's the Return of the King. What Aragon? Yes. Oh, yeah. Spoiler warning for the Lord <laughs> of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> 
But I was kind of, there was a part of me that was kind of waiting in the film for someone to say, oh, this is no country for old men. Yeah. And no one fucking said it. Hey, look, Ghostbusters 2 are back. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. Ten doesn't work. blueberries. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe you don't do that. That's so weird. What, look out for the film title? Yeah, I mean, if it's not something like Joker or Batman. Hey, guys, we're going to do an Inception. It's like, I don't care. No, but they do it. This is Inception. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking hell, this is hard work. Yeah. Hey, look, everybody, I'm the Englishman that went up a hill and came down a mountain. No. That's a film, actually. Is um, it? Yeah, with Hugh Grant. Beth, can you commission us to do that? It sounds Absolutely great. Not. No way. Um, no, and I think you know there. Are, I gave this film three blueberries, but there are some really good parts in it. Mm. And I was, I you know, I didn't not enjoy it. It just, it just wasn't. <laughs> yeah, look, three three blueberries is a an acceptable score. I think so. Yeah. Oh, it's above average. <laughs> no, it's average. If you gave it two out of five, you wouldn't go, oh, it's an average film. Uh, no, true. Fair yeah. point, fair point. At least you it wasn't you zero. said it's an average film, fact. Um, anything else that you'd like to talk about, about No Country for Old Men, John? Um, no. Good. Well, it feels like we've effectively <laughs> covered this film then. Well yeah. done us. Um, thank you, Beth for commissioning this podcast. We've, mm. we've had a great laugh talking about this. Yeah, it's all right. Um, listeners, please do tell me, uh, ideally on Instagram, because that's what I normally try to take care of. Or Twitter. Fan underscore critical. Or you can tell John the opposite yeah. on Fan, fan critical Co- pod. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whether when you read a book or watch a film, you look out for the title. Because I generally think that's the thing. <laughs> um, and also yeah. tell us what you think of the country. I just sit there and go, do you know what? I'm just going to watch the film. And if it if it... If it turns up, I might go, oh, they've just mentioned the film title. But I wouldn't go, right, when is it going to happen? Well, I don't care what you think. I'm waiting for the listeners to tell us. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you have enjoyed this podcast, then um, give us a review. We love them. We'll read them out sometimes if they're mm. awful or really funny or really nice. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Lovecraft Country Critical uh, mm. and watch the show with us and listen to us dissect everything, uh, including our Cthulhu Corner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone who's ever read any Lovecraft, that will probably make sense to Hail you. Cthulhu. 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 Uh, but for now, thank you very much, John, for joining me. Thanks, Emma. You're welcome. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you all soon. Bye. See ya. 